Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Today, I have back on the program, I'm very excited for this, Dr. Amanda Wilson. Dr. Wilson, say hello. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon to everybody. Yep. And I know you're saying good morning. It's afternoon here. You're in beautiful Hawaii. I know you're, you get all over the United States, but if you can see the, the background. I can see the videos. Absolutely beautiful. Dr. Wilson, um, you've been on the program before, but real quickly, tell us how you get into dentistry and then tell us how you became an orthodontist. Sure. Yeah. Um, how did I get into dentistry? I don't know. I like teeth. Um, I had braces uh, as a senior in high school and in college. Um, so I asked a lot of questions and initially, of course, I was pre-med like a lot of us. And then I switched to dental, um, ended up going to UCSF for dental, met my husband. He was my anatomy lab partner um, at the time. So uh, we've been together since 1997. And yeah, he brought me to Hawaii. That's why I'm here. Yep. So uh, let's talk about how your career has evolved a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, I know you've been involved with some big name companies and that you've been working, helping out um, dentists all over the country. Kind of tell me what you do now. Tell me what your day to day looks like. Sure. And the where what's happening to me right now is not at all what I had anticipated. And I think a lot of us do a lot of pivots and just, you know, non-intentional. But, you know, I married my, like I mentioned, I met, married my classmate. He's a general dentist. Um, I knew I always wanted to be an orthodontist. Um, moved to Hawaii with him after residency. And um, at that time, they had some weird licensure rules in Hawaii. So we ended up moving back to California for a little while, working there. I did the normal, you know, private practice, DSO thing, was all over the place, had a few kids. And then we decided that it was it was a lot, having two clinicians married to each other. Every time someone got sick or a kid got sick or they had a sporting event, um it was always like okay who's taking off today you know who's got the most production on the books and honestly it was a lot of stress and anyone that's married to a professional you know it doesn't have to be a dentist could be a physician or even an attorney you know you know that um high income producers um but when you got kids you know unless you're gonna have an army of nannies it's tricky so we did our best and we decided that it was best for me while our kids were still young to take a step back and perhaps do something non-clinical for a while. Initially, I was thinking I was going to work for an insurance company or something like that. Um, but I started getting into consulting and blogging. Um, we moved back to Hawaii again so that we could be around family, raise our kids in a more friendly environment, less competitive environment, um, healthier environment. And um, yeah, so I started doing consulting, aligner consulting, orthodontic consulting, training doctors how to do things. I also did a gig or a stint with Smile Direct Club when they first started. I was part of their initial startup team. <laughs> Love me, hate me, however you want to do it. But I was with them from 2014 to 2016, helped to grow the brand. It was my first experience into, I guess, entrepreneurship and the dental aspect of it. And I was totally hooked on it. Um, I mean, I grew up in Silicon Valley in the 80s, 90s and 2000s. So, you know, it it was a really cool place, you know, when Apple was launching and all that. So I saw a lot of, you know, neighbors and stuff go from basically rags to riches. And I was like, goodness, you know, this is what I want to do. So, um, yeah, since then, I've been fully into like creating products and educating and everything like that. And I love what I do. It gives me a lot of flexibility. And just on a personal side. Um, my kids are both swimmers and my son's going to be going out for 2024 Olympics. Um, so I do a lot of traveling with him right now. It's national, soon to be international. Um, hoping he'll make it to trials at least in 24. Um, and he might make it in 28. We'll see, but pretty much 
that's why I have the flexibility to do what I do and take my that's, work with me. Yeah, that's fantastic. Congrats to your son. I'm sure Thank you're you. proud. Um, you know, we'll have you back on in a couple of years and we'll all yeah, agree. We'll see. Sure, that'll be great. So um, I know your business now, uh, straightsmilesolutions.com is the website. Can you tell me about your business model now? What are you doing? As you sure. Help? So um, I basically, like I said, I was been doing this for almost 12, 13, 14 years, helping dentists um, launch and scale ortho in their practice. To me, the story basically goes um, back in about 2000. 2011 maybe i was doing a lot of ortho a lot of invisalign invisalign was still kind of new back then i apologize i have a fountain <laughs> to the right of me and it is growing um right now but hopefully you can hear me okay yeah but um so basically i noticed there were a lot of general dentists doing ortho i'd say at that time a lot of orthodontists were anti-general dentists doing ortho i was a little different because i was married to a general dentist who did ortho so i was like okay i gotta be be helpful here you know and um, let's help our general dentists out. Let's make sure they're picking the right cases, make sure they're optimizing their treatment plans. You know, I believe in karma, what goes around comes around. If I help them, they're going to help me. So I started helping my friendly neighborhood general dentists with their cases to help get more referrals. It was all good until one guy who wasn't really referring to me, put up a billboard right near my office, $29.95 Invisalign. And at that time I was charging about 7,000 ish. Mm -hmm. So, and this was, you know, over 10 years ago. And I was like, yikes, you know, this is, how am I going to compete with this? And initially right. I thought, oh, people wouldn't go to um, to him. You know, they're going to think he's not experienced. Well, they did. They went to him. So I said, okay, if you can't beat him, join him. I'm going to go ahead and full on scale this this um, educational platform where doctors can help get help with a case. It doesn't have to just be Invisalign. A lot of orthodontists are doing this as a side hustle, but pretty much almost nobody. There's one or two other competitors that does everything braces, interceptive, airway functional appliances, um, any type of aligners. So we don't particularly affiliate with one brand. It tends to be tricky because you get a lot of aligner companies that want you to be a KOL or work for them or speak for them. But then in doing so, you can't recommend anyone else. And that's not how I want to operate. I want to be able to recommend whatever's best for that case or your price point or your office, or your demographics. So um, I'm a little independent, but um, I love what I do. A lot of it's remote. And I think now that Zoom and everything with COVID came by, a lot of dentists are more comfortable with the whole remote treatment planning and Zoom and everything like that. So we're just having a blast um, educating doctors and their teams and helping make smiles, help increase access to care around the country. And in term, I know a lot, there are probably a lot of orthodontists that are listening to this podcast and you're like, oh no, you know, you're ruining the profession. No, that's not my goal at all. Um, remember, general dentists, pediatric dentists, your primary care dentist can do any type of, you know, dentistry that they want, as long as they can do it to the standard of care of a specialist. So I'm just there to make sure that they're doing things right and not doing sloppy ortho. And that's my ultimate goal. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to ask. I know what a, a lot of our listeners are, are wondering right now. So a lot of practices, you, as you know, kind of dip their toe in ortho, right? They do mm -hmm. a few cases here and there. Maybe they do five per month or a couple per month, um, but it never really becomes um, maybe the profit center that they thought it would be right. when they got into it, right? Maybe when they bought some equipment or they signed a contract or what have you. So for those practices that are looking to add, you know, 100000 dollars $100, $200,000 a year to their practice um, that just kind of have their dip, dip their toes in it, what's the easy way to do that? I mean, to be really honest, and, and I part of my mantra is that I really don't want you to buy anything in order to get started with ortho, but 
if you decide you like it after dipping your toe in, you really got to get the scanner. And I think you and I talked a little bit about this before we started filming about the scanner and how it really changes the whole, not only the doctor's experience, but also the patient's experience. It's just cleaner, neater, faster. Um, it works better. It's more accurate. I mean, look at the direct-to-consumer aligner companies or, you know, the main one that's out there. I mean, initially they were doing a lot of impression kit boxes and then they pivoted to, to scan shops. That tells you something. I mean, scans are more accurate. You're going to get a better outcome. It's going to be a better patient experience. So you got to get the scanner if you really want to scale it. Your staff is going to hate it. Otherwise, your patients are going to hate it and it's never going to scale. So that's that's the one thing that you probably need to purchase. But remember, it's not only for ortho. You can use it for everything. And it's just better because it's more sustainable. You don't have all this plastic that's going in the trash can. You don't have to mail things. Um, it's just a better. It's better. So what do you think about how do you handle the pricing objection? And what do you I'm sure you have some good secrets on that because you even mentioned, you know, you had a. Uh, who became a competitor at, you know, throwing up a price sign at twenty nine ninety five? How do you get around that? I mean, do you beat them or do you join them? Like, what, what's the? What, That's what, a great is... question. I mean, I think the overall pricing has. It's. I don't want it to be a race to the bottom, but it has gone down. I would say average pricing now for Invisalign, like I said back in ten years ago, it was definitely up six to seven thousand. Now it's somewhere around forty five hundred to fifty five hundred, maybe a little higher in your more um, more affluent areas or with orthodontists, maybe a little lower in flyover country um you know more suburban areas but um the thing is is that it's become so much more efficient so when i first started doing i know we're always talking about invisalign but aligners in general i had a hard time finishing a case 10 years ago without slapping on braces um, or really fiddling around for years and years and years now because i've just seen so many cases and i've just learned it's a tool and i i'm good at it you know i'm really good at optimizing treatment plans and seeing how things are going to work I feel very confident. So I efficient, honestly, I can do things faster with Invisalign than I can with braces now. There's a few exceptions, a few clinical exceptions. And I'm sure most, most orthodontists know what they are, obviously impacted canines, things like that. And I am doing a case that has an impacted canine and, and you can do it. It's just maybe slower than braces. But um, for the most part, 98%, I think I can do things faster than braces. Um, and it's just so many fewer office visits. In fact, you can actually do aligners, like good aligners in just three office visits. You know, obviously you got your records appointment, you have your delivery appointment, which includes the attachments and IPR, and you have your debon appointment. Everything else can be 100% virtually done. Unless that's three visits in your office. Think about the chair time that you're saving and everything right. else done virtually with an app. There's a lot of apps that are out there, a lot of cool programs. Um, you mentioned earlier dental monitoring. That's a good one. Another great one is AlignFlow. Um, but there's so many other ones that are out there and I encourage you to check them out. Yes, they cost a little bit, but if you can eliminate all those office visits and streamline issues so that you can fix them ASAP instead of having them show up months later, your case is going to get finished, hopefully without revisions and refinements. And just to let doctors know who know what that means, a revision and refinement is a reboot. The average amount of revisions, refinements for a general dentist is quite a few. <laughs> you know, I'd say upwards 60, 70, 80, 90% of their patients are going to have at least one. And this is, I don't even know if these rates are published. You can actually, I can teach you how to check your own rate. There's actually an analytic button that you can push within the Invisalign portal that shows you your own rate. Um, but orthodontists have a very low rate, probably less than 20, 30% because we optimize our clin checks to begin with and it's better case selection. So if you can nail these cases faster, quicker with fewer chair time, you're actually profiting way more than you would be from a braces pace. So even if you're charging you know, 4,500. And, and also the more cases you do, the lower your lab fee goes down. So your lab fee might be 1,400. 
you know, you're still getting a few thousand in profit for three office visits. It's not hard. Sure. Well, and two for, you know, for general dentists, I think it's a great way to keep a patient for life too, right? It's a great way to build referrals. 100%. And since you mentioned that, mm-hmm. one thing that most dentists don't even think about is the whole aftercare program. And I'm sure we didn't talk about this on our last um, meeting, but retention aftercare is a whole nother thing. One of the cool things you can do as a general or pediatric dentist is you can offer complimentary retainer appointments for life as long as they're still actively your hygiene patient. That's a great way to retain that patient in your office and their whole family. And it's pretty darn powerful, you know, because most orthodontists only offer it for a year. And you can even build in a subscription model for replacement retainers and things like that. There's so many cool models that are either turnkey or that you can create in your own just to bring extra revenue into your practice uh, for life, you know? Yeah. So pretty smart. Yeah, I know. I know a dentist who um, who is actually doing a significant amount of Botox mm-hmm. that he's not trying to make money on. That he's using the Botox as mm-hmm. because people love their Botox, right? They yep. may not go to the dentist every six months, but they're going to get their Botox. Yep. Every that is months. totally true. Yep. <laughs> and so um, he's 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 basically advertising a low price on Botox to bring those patients in. And then he's converting them into dental patients. So he's literally significantly lowered his cost to advertise, right? He's bringing in patients that are paying at least for the ad that they responded to Mm -hmm. and then building dental patients. I think it's brilliant. And then if you're 45 and and getting Botox, you may be open to some veneers, right? Definitely going to be open to some waiting and and maybe even some. Definitely. That is, that is a super brilliant thing to do. I love it. Yep. So let me ask you this last question. And, and typically, you know, we don't have guests on to promote, to promote themselves, but I, I love the services that you're doing. And I think they're a great value. Tell me who should be calling you? Like who, who's an ideal um, customer for you? Who's an, who's an ideal dentist um, or orthodontist that, that you'd want to talk to? Yeah, sure. I mean, pretty much, I think any dentist, if you have an interest in doing ortho, um, you should check it out, you know, unless you have an orthodontist right next door to you who happens to be your best friend, why not take up those easy cases, you can still refer the harder cases out, there's nothing wrong with that. And Patrick, I want to offer something free to all your listeners. Um, All you have to do is mention the dental brief podcast. There's a couple free things I want to offer you guys. Um, First of all, any and all of you guys can schedule a complimentary session with me, totally free, no strings attached. You just go to my website and click contact and there's a button there for a free call. Go ahead and schedule that. In addition, I have, since I probably met with you last, I have over 4,000, I really during COVID focused highly on creating um, educational materials that were free and available to all dentists all over the world. So I have over 4,000 pieces of educational content that's already been filmed. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, I've got playlists set up, you know, from braces to Invisalign to white label aligners to airway interceptive, you name it, myofunctional. Um, It's all organized, but I will actually create a playlist for you. You just tell me what you want to learn. You know, I want to learn about clear correct or I want to learn about avoiding refinements. I want to learn about picking the right retainer and I will create a free educational resource for you and I will send it to you. Totally no strings attached, no cost for any of your listeners. That's awesome, and we'll we'll be glad to share that on our on our site thank and you. social too. We thank you so much for that. Sure. I want to encourage our audience to to contact you directly too at straightsmilesolutions.com. And I don't want you to wait so long to come back on. I definitely want to have you back. Thank on you. That would be great. Appreciate it. Yeah, let's so, do it. Let's make some beautiful smiles all over the world. Dr. Wilson, pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook 
or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.